Hello Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. I don't know. Well, if he looks nervous, then we'll let Emory play the first play. <laughs> he can go on the second play. Then he didn't officially start, you know? I don't know. Uh, he'll be fine. That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing what he'll do on Saturday. If he looks into the eyes of Kyle Trask and he's not ready for his first career start, Judging by what number 11 said this week, I don't think that'll be the case, but you will see Emory Jones in the game on Saturday, and we will talk about that on today's show. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. We will be joined in the first segment by Robbie Andrew from the Gainesville Sun. He will discuss the Florida-Kentucky game last weekend, Florida's quarterback situation with Trask taking over for Franks. In the second segment, we'll discuss what a two-quarterback system will look like for Florida this season. Even though Trask is set to get the start Saturday, Jones will get some action as well. And in the final segment, we'll put this injury to Franks in perspective over the last 10 years. We'll look at all the guys that have gone down at that quarterback position and how that has affected Florida's seasons. But let's kick things off with our interview with Robbie. He's a longtime Gators beat writer, and I've had the pleasure of knowing him for several years. Robbie was in Lexington on Saturday, and he had his whole story ready for the paper the next day in the fourth quarter until the Gators started mounting their comeback, and he had to erase everything he wrote and start from scratch. We'll talk to Robbie in this interview about Florida's comeback, what he thought of it, and what kind of success the Gators could have moving forward with Kyle Trask at QB. We now welcome in Robbie Andrew from the Gainesville Sun. Robbie was in Lexington last week for Florida's 29-21 win over Kentucky. And, Robbie, I heard that you and Pat Dooley had to rewrite your stories there in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, Zach, it looked like Florida was going to lose, and we are writing stories to the effect that they did lose, and then, boom, we had to rewrite, so it was a tough night. Not often you'll see a team lose its starting quarterback and be able to rally like that. Gators score 19 points in the fourth quarter. Did you think that they had that in them with Kyle Trask? No, I really didn't, Zach, because they, Kentucky, they looked like they did a year ago. They controlled both lines of scrimmage. I was thinking Florida's just getting beat up front, and what do you do about that? And then I think that the Franks injury kind of brought everybody together, got them focused, and got them a little bit irritated that, you know, their quarterback was out, and they rallied behind Trask, and he came out hot and stayed that way. Yeah, and it was surprising to see a guy who doesn't have really any experience run the offense as efficiently as he did. And as calm as he was, he was so composed, I couldn't believe that. And I've always – talked to Pat about, you know, I don't know if he's got the it factor, but now I'm thinking, well, maybe he does. Yeah, and now the coaches, you know, have no choice but to go with him. They go into this week for Tennessee, and Mullen talked about on Monday that he really has confidence in Kyle despite, you know, him not having a lot of experience under his belt. And the thing is, he sees him every day, Zach. He watches him at practice in the meeting room. He prepares himself like he's going to start. He's done that for three years now, and when it was time to go in there and play, he was ready. And it's interesting, now he gets ready for this rivalry game. It's his first career start. But this specific rival, Tennessee, Florida's had some success with their backup quarterbacks against the I know, they really have. So that that works out good. But, you know, it's a different thing now that you're starting the game, Zach. Yeah. You know, you've got all week to think about it. You wake up in the morning of the game, you're thinking about it. But I think he's calm enough to to handle it well. So we'll see. But the line's got to protect him. Receivers got to make plays for him. If they do that, he's going to do fine. Yeah, now outside of the quarterback position, what are your just overall thoughts on Florida, what you've seen from them the first three games? To me, Zach, the big thing going in was the offensive line. Yeah. Are they going to be any good? If they're not any good, the offense is going to struggle. And right now they're not playing great. They're protecting okay, 
but there's nothing there in the running game. So yeah. if they don't start playing better, you know, you're looking at Tennessee is going to be tough. Auburn will be really tough. Yeah. The, the tough tests are ahead against this offensive line. If they don't start playing better, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a long year, maybe. You feel bad for the Michael P. Ryan too. He comes back. I know. <laughs> no, no, nowhere to run. No running room. And like Mullen was saying, well, he's catching pass passes, but you know he. And he likes that, but he wants to run. He wants to yeah. go, go through holes and make cuts. And, and, like, you know, I think he's pressing now because on that screen pass, he should have turned that into a big play. Yeah, he ran the wrong way, trying to, make a, trying to make a big play when he had it right in front of him. I think that's from pressing a little bit. Now, the one thing that could help Florida with their run game moving forward is the involvement of Emory Jones. He's going to now get a shot to play some. What do you think about how Mullen can kind of make that work with the two-quarterback system? Yeah, you know, he did it with T-Bone Leak. I mean, they won a national championship in his second year here doing that. So, And like he said, uh, Jones is way ahead of where Tebow was at this yeah. point in his career. So, you know, I think that he's looking forward to getting him in the game. And I don't think it's going to be for a play or two. I think it's going to be three or four series in every game yeah. he's going to play. And, and that will loosen things up a little bit because when you've got the element – the throw of a run from the quarterback, it opens things up other, in other places. So, And the kid can throw, too. And People think, will be surprised at that. And you'll know this, too, Robbie. I think the other thing, too, when you have two guys who haven't played a lot, the ability for one of them to come off the field and get coached up on the sidelines. Yeah. Spur used to do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You get you have a time to sit back and, and let the coaches tell you what you've seen and what you've done and what you have to do next. So that's a good thing. Now, for this game, what are your expectations about you know Saturday in the Swamp? It's a noon game. So It'll be, it's hot. be hot. Oh, God. But the Volunteers, they have not been hot. No, they've struggled, Zach. But, you know, you look at their, the athletes they have on the team, the receivers, the quarterback's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why they've so, been so bad right now, but it'll, I guarantee you it'll be a game that's on in the fourth quarter. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and, you know, the, the one thing that we don't know is, is how much he's going to, you know, use Emory Jones, how much he use Kyle Trask. Yeah. But the one thing I thought interesting was Monday he said that Emory's, you know, more prepared now than Tebow was as a freshman. Yeah. And, you know, so that you don't know what he's going to be able to do with Well, yeah, him. I thought it was uh, uh, revealing that he – uh, Mullen said he planned to play him in the second half going into the second half last week. Yeah, before Franks got yeah, hurt. Yeah, so he was ready to play him. So the thing is, when do you bring him in? If Trask is hot, do you bring him in then? Yeah. Or do you bring him in when he's struggling? I- Appreciate the time there from Robbie Andrew. And as he touched on, Dan Mullen does have Emory Jones in his back pocket. We'll talk about in the second segment how he's going to use him and what it will mean for Florida's offense. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Everyone loves the comfort of their own home. But there's nothing like going to a game and being a fan in the stands. And whether you're looking for seats on the 50-yard line or front row tickets to see your favorite band in person, Vivid Seats is here to help you. Vivid Seats is the top source for purchasing event tickets in the online marketplace. You can search for seats by section, row, and price, all in the Vivid Seats app. The in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards, allows you to purchase tickets to any concert, game, or show and earn credit towards your next live event. Visit the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Do that and you're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From sporting events to theater shows, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the Vivid Seats app and become part of their loyalty program today. Welcome back into the second segment. Now, Dan Mullen revealed after the game on Saturday, as well as Monday, that he plans to use two quarterbacks moving forward. Kyle Trask is going to get his first career start on Saturday against Tennessee, and he will take the majority of the snaps under center. But in this game and in the games moving forward, you're going to see the packages that Dan Mullen has for Emory Jones start to get unveiled. And he was actually ready to do it in Lexington last Saturday. Mullen said that coming out of halftime, he got with Jones and told him to be ready because in the second half, he was going to play them against the Wildcats. Then the injury that happened to Felipe Franks threw a wrench into those plans. 
He was still planning to roll both Kyle Trask and Jones in that game, but with Florida facing a deficit and Trask having so much success in the passing game, he decided to stick with him in that fourth quarter, and it ended up being a wise decision. But now that they have a week to get ready for an opponent and put together a game plan, you're going to see Jones get worked into this offense because the one thing that he can provide is the running element. We know the issues that the Gators are having in the ground game right now, but if you can add a runner to the mix who's not only better than Kyle Trask, but might be more elusive and more of a threat than Felipe Franks with the ball, that might be able to help the Gators going on the ground. But when you see Emory Jones get into the game against the Vols and some of these other SEC teams coming up on Florida's schedule, he is not just getting in there to run. As Dan Mullen discussed Monday, he's willing to use a two-quarterback system, but it's not necessarily going to look like it did for Florida with Tebow and Leak. When the Gators were using Tebow as a freshman, he was mainly just coming in there to be a running threat. There weren't a lot of packages that he had that involved the pass, and that's not what you're going to see from Emory Jones when he gets into the game. Yes, he's going to be more of a runner than Trask is, but Mullen pointed out that he's farther along in this point in his career as a redshirt freshman than Tebow was as a true freshman in 2006. And because of that, he's going to be able to do more within the scheme and contribute in the passing game. Now, the one thing that you have to be cautious of when you use two quarterbacks is to make sure that it doesn't create a controversy, that it doesn't divide the team, and you have players favoring one quarterback or the other, or you have the two quarterbacks themselves going at each other's throats. I don't know Emory Jones and Kyle Trask all that well, but from the times that I've interviewed them and just getting a sense for their demeanor and personality, I don't think that's going to be an issue with the two of them competing. We'll hear Trask talk about it in a few minutes, but these guys just want to see the field, make the most of their opportunity, and they're both about to get more playing time than they were expecting. So I don't think you're going to have anyone upset or any kind of controversy. And because both of these guys are inexperienced, I think it's going to be beneficial to have Trask coming over to the sideline while Jones comes into the game so that he can get coached up by Mullen, go over some of the things that he's seeing on the field, and then go back into the game. That might not be something the Gators need all that much against Tennessee and certainly Towson, but that could help them when they go up against Auburn and LSU. Here's what Florida coach Dan Mullen said this week about how he makes his two-quarterback system work. Uh, I expect I expect us to play both guys uh, in a combination of it, you know, and in in, for for in several different reasons. One, I think they both, but they bring something a little different to the table, uh, not just in running plays, but even how they run certain plays. They get a little bit different weapon. I think now uh, you went from having <clears throat> two experienced, you, know, you would hope, two experienced backups. To, to inexperienced starters, you know, so we got to get those guys in the game and get them reps and get them, you know, uh, comfortable. Uh, but every time both of them have been in the game, they've performed at a pretty high level for us. So, um, you know, you're comfortable with that, but now it's a little different role and you got to have both of them continue to get ready to go. You know, the one thing we do, you know, and I think Brian Johnson does a great job, how we've set up the program is to make sure guys get reps. You know, so it's, it's you know, I mean, the one thing I sat down with, with Kyle and Emery this morning, I said, here's the great thing. You guys have gotten enough reps to be prepared for this. You know, it's not like, okay, we really need to load up now because now you're the guy. You've gotten a lot of reps. And so, you sh you know, I know you guys are prepared for this moment. Um, <clears throat> that aspect for it. You know, the preparation, I mean, they, they now the preparation, honestly, it's being in rooms like this is the biggest change for them going to be coming, right? I mean, they're the two fan favorites, right? I mean, two most popular guys on the team are 
Kyle Trask and Emory Jones probably, you know, right? And that now, <laughs> not, now it's a little different when uh, everyone looks at him. So, uh, but I think, I think just that aspect of the responsibility of being the starting quarterback of Florida is going to be a big one. Not their game prep, not the reps at practice, not we're going to change the offense around completely around them. Uh, our job is to put them in position and do what they do well and make let them be successful out there on the field. Uh, I think they know the team and the coaches have confidence. And by how we've practiced all through spring and training camp, it's not like neither they haven't. You know, Kyle's been in the, the huddle with the ones a ton, and Emery's been in the huddle with the ones. And you know, even how we scrimmage, how we do everything, those guys have gotten reps with the guys that they're going to be playing with. So. Uh, there's already that comfort level when we're actually on the field aspect of things. It, I think it's the all the other stuff that comes that that's going to be the adjustment for. I mean, could you see this kind of becoming a, a leak Tebow type of deal, like like you had then, obviously in '06? Could be. Um, we'll see. You know, I, I mean, it's Emery's much further along than Tim would have been in '06. So. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I think we'll use the, we'll have the the situations because I think both each guy has brings a little bit something different issue to the defense, but it, it crosses over a lot too. And so I think uh, I think that'll be that'll be kind of fun for us offensively to kind of put it all together. Do you see any uh, downsides to the to playing multiple quarterbacks? Are there any ways that can bite you? Do I? No. The downside is the perception for everybody on the outside of how they treat it. And then if our guys pay too much time listening to opinions that don't really matter. So it's never a concern on in terms of egos or even just guys getting in a rhythm kind of thing? Always a concern, but if you handle it the right way, um, I mean, everybody's got egos. I mean, we did it handle it in 2006. I mean, Chris Leak and Tim Tebow both have great people. Really, really, both great guys and good people. They both got pretty big egos. I mean, you're not gonna, to do what they do out there. I mean, if you don't, you're not gonna survive. You know, you got to have a little bit of an, an ego to you to, to 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 be a player at that level. Uh, not and not an ego in a bad way. Just that that ego and that drive, the competitiveness. So, um, but I, I think we've been through it. We understand it. We'll talk to them. And we keep them educated. And it, the key is, is everybody knows what's going on. You know, uh, unfortunately, people outside of the room don't know what's going on or don't know the plan. So they can say, oh, this or oh, that. You know, um, boy, you should have done this. You should have done that. How do you know what we were supposed to do? I never saw you in our game plan meetings. You know, um, <laughs> kind of how it goes. So I, I think as long as they're on the same page, we're good. Quarterback Kyle Trask and wide receiver Josh Hammond also chimed in on this two-quarterback system and how they can make it work with Emory Jones getting some playing time as well. We're here to do what's best for the team, so uh, whatever we need to do, we'll do whatever the coaches ask. So, you know, when our number is called, I'm sure we'll produce. I think it'll work out well. Uh, I think, you know, both guys will be prepared. You know, Emory obviously brings a, a different aspect to the game with his running ability, and, uh, you know, that'll be something big for our offense just to have that, you know, dynamic and be you know causing defense to have to adapt to different things within a game and uh you know I think it'll be a lot harder for a team to game plan against you know the two of them just to you know prepare for one of them so just knowing that uh, we'll be able to use both of those guys this weekend and uh you know they'll both be prepared and ready to make plays for us on offense
In the final segment, we'll put this injury to Felipe Franks in perspective, look back at the last decade at all the guys that have went down at that position and how Florida seasons have turned out. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right, welcome back into the show with the gruesome injury to Felipe Franks and then Kyle Trask coming off the bench and leading the Gators to an improbable victory, this storyline kind of got lost in the shuffle over the weekend. And that is the fact that this will now be nine out of the last 10 years where the Florida football team has gone through a season without the same starting quarterback in every game. It's just been a revolving door of guys at that position some because of injuries, some because of transfers. You had the Greer situation. It's just been a headache for Florida the last decade. There was finally some stability brought to the position last year with Dan Mullen taking the reins, going with Felipe Franks and having him start all 13 games last season. That is the only time since Tebow left that the Gators have had their starting quarterback go through the whole season without missing a game. Now, the only other year where they even came close to that was 2012. Jeff Driscoll was the starter for 12 games, but he did miss one with the injury. You had Brissett start that game and get the win, and Florida still finished with a great record. And it is not a mistake that the two seasons where the Gators have had the most stability at that quarterback position are also the best two seasons that they've had in the last decade. That was 2018 when Florida went 10-3, and and then 2012 when they went 11-2. and now, you did have the two years in 2015 and 2016 where Florida went to the SEC Championship both times, but they dealt with injuries at quarterback in each of those seasons and didn't have their starting guy for the championship game. Now, this thing goes all the way back to 2010. That is after Tim Tebow's final season with the Gators when he started all of his senior year. You go into 2010 and the quarterback duties were split throughout the year between John Brantley, Trey Burton, and Jordan Reed, who at the time was still a quarterback this for he made the position change to tight end where he's now playing in the NFL. But that was Myers' last season. He had no Tebow. He had no Mullen. It was just a disaster offensively, especially at quarterback. In 2011, Muschamp takes over. Brantley becomes the full-time starter and actually begins the season well. The Gators jumped out to a 4-0 start, but then he gets hurt in the Alabama game, and the Gators finished 3-6 and on the year with Jeff Driscoll and Jacoby Brissett playing as true freshmen for to finish his 7-6. And, and that was just a sign of things to come for the Gators. We mentioned that 2012 season. In 2013, Driscoll gets injured against Tennessee. And you have Tyler Murphy and Morningwick finish what was the worst years in Florida football. The Gators go 4-8. and eight, But they did beat Tennessee that year with Murphy as their backup quarterback. As they did the following season in 2014, Driscoll gets back from injury but is benched at Tennessee. Harris takes over in that game and leads Florida to a 10-9 win over the Volunteers in Knoxville. And that was another ugly year for the Gators with Driscoll and Harris going back and forth and Florida finishing 7-5. 2015 could have been a really special season for Florida if Greer doesn't get suspended. 2015 could have been a really special season for Florida if Greer doesn't get suspended. The Gators jump out to that 6-0 start, have the big win against Ole Miss. But then he's done, Harris takes over, and Florida finishes 4-4, four and four, and they just weren't the same offense with Greer at the helm. He transfers after that season, and then in 2016, it was the Del Rio and Appleby show. 
You had the season-ending injury to Del Rio against Arkansas, and then Appleby started the rest of the way as the Gators go 9-4. and And then 2017, another four-win season, another year where the Gators are using three guys at quarterback, and everybody knows about the injury that happened to Kyle Trask last year before the South Carolina game where he could have had an opportunity to start. But if you think back to 2017, he also suffered a foot injury before the season opener against Michigan. That was a game in which the Gators used a bunch of quarterbacks. And at some point during the year with all the struggles that Florida had at that position, Trask would have got a shot to play had he been healthy. But now that opportunity comes to him on Saturday against the Volunteers. And as I mentioned in this segment, Florida has had some success against them with their backup quarterbacks, Murphy and Harris getting the wins in 2013 and 2014. We'll see if Trask can continue that trend and maybe have a much better season than some of these other guys who took over for injured starters. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we had our interview with Robbie Andrew from the Gainesville Sun. In the second segment, we discuss how Dan Mullen plans to make a two-quarterback system work with Trask and Emory Jones. And in the final segment, we put the injury to Felipe Franks in perspective for Florida's quarterback position over the past decade. On tomorrow's show, we will start to preview this Florida-Tennessee matchup and bring you some comments from Florida players and coaches about getting ready for this rivalry game. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.